Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for cookies and crime. Hey everyone, it's Karen T, and welcome back to another episode of Cookies and Crime. And Happy New Year, this is the first episode of 2024, and what better way to celebrate than with a listener stories episode. But before we get into that, let's try a cookie. So for this episode, I picked up a black and white cookie, which if you're not familiar with them, they're a very traditional classic type of cookie. One side of the cookie is covered in what I think is just like white icing and the other side is chocolate. I picked this cookie up from my local grocery store, New Seasons, and it was in like the bulk cookie section where they have like smaller cookies that are usually on the drier side. So we're just keeping that in mind. This is not like a bakery cookie. This is a bulk section grocery store cookie, but let's take a bite. Okay, um, (laughs) this is not a good cookie. (laughs) I feel so bad for saying that, but like, what do I expect? This is from the bulk section. I don't know how long this cookie has been sitting out, but it is so dry and stale. The best part about this cookie is the chocolate icing on top. The chocolate reminds me of like a hostess cupcake. It has that same chocolatey flavor. I would give this a four out of 10. I'm sorry, like I I don't even think I could finish this cookie and it's pretty small. I'll eat the chocolate side. So four out of 10 would not recommend. That was a quick and dirty review. And I really don't knock New Seasons for this because it's not like this cookie bulk section is supposed to be their top seller. I think it's just, if you want a quick hit of sugar, regardless of how tasty it is, that's where you go. And with that, let's get into some listener stories. So this first story is sent in by Soot, and it's titled, My Personal Cookies and Crime Ghost Story. They say, hello, my name is Soot. My memory isn't the best, but I remember the main details about this house. This was from a very long time ago. I was living in Texas at the time, and I was around eight or nine years old. I lived with my mother, my father, and my dog. Me and my mother did not like the house. It was cheap, but gave us a really bad aura. It's important to note that this house was really old and also had a second floor. It wasn't uncommon for things to go wrong in the house either, whether it be an appliance failed randomly or food spoiling way too early. The ghost story begins when me and my mom were talking in her room. I had gotten a feeling I was being watched from behind. I turn around and see nothing, but the feeling was still there. I exit the room and pause when I see a boy looked to be a young teen, dressed in a red shirt and jeans. I don't remember his face. It looked distorted. When I blinked, the boy went away. I told my mom about it, but she told me to brush it off. After that encounter, I'd always gotten weird feelings from the dark hallway upstairs and even the dark corners. The backyard was extremely unsettling during the day too, not only at night. 
One day, I was carrying my drawing utensils to the stairs because I wanted to draw on the kitchen table. At the time, we put up a small gate to prevent our dog from going upstairs since she wasn't trained outside yet. I was tall enough to simply walk over the gate, so that means I couldn't have tripped, right? Right. I fell down the stairs, and I remember almost breaking my glasses because of this. I felt like I'd been pushed. It was a very cold and eerie feeling, and thinking about it now, I can't doubt that some kind of spirit, whether the boy or something else, pushed me. We moved out months later after that. When we moved, the owners told us that a boy had died there previously and had failed to tell us. Thinking about the house now just gives me goosebumps. Living in the house was absolute hell. I'm glad we moved out. Thank you, Sit, for sharing your story. And I'm telling you, even after death, teenage boys are terrifying. Even after death, unfortunately, it seems like this teenage boy still harbored some really deep and intense emotions after he passed. It also must be like a horrible feeling to invest in a house. I don't know if they rented or if they bought it, but just to have a house, to fill it up with your things, to try and make it feel like home, but then it never does. Like there's just something about the house that never feels like home. And for Sut, it was absolute hell. And that's just a horrible situation to be in. So I've been listening to this book called Journey of Souls by Michael Newton, who's a doctor. He was a hypnotherapist and through his clients, he learned more about life before life, them as souls. What does the spirit realm look like? What happens after we die? And so I feel like my ideas of the spirit world are a little bit more solidified after listening to this and I highly recommend it. It's so interesting. So to me, and I feel like a lot of us, this boy, this teenage boy, this soul just hasn't moved on yet and he is stuck at this house because he's not ready to move on or something is keeping him from moving on. And he died when he was young, which I feel like is enough of a reason for you to feel like life was stolen from you and that you're just like, no, you're not over it. I feel like that's hard to get over. And the fact that he potentially pushed Soot down the stairs, I don't think he wants to move on. I feel like he probably still has some beef with the world, which is very unfortunate. I also feel like people who are selling a home or renting out their home should disclose if someone died there. But I get that can also be hard because, you know, a lot of people die of natural causes, of old age. And so I feel like that's not really something to disclose. That almost feels personal. But I also feel like if people had this information, it would potentially change their mind. And so that's information you should provide to people because it could potentially change their mind. Like Patrick and I, from time to time, look at homes because we have a real estate friend and we might potentially be buying a house this year. Um, but when we go, especially because these houses are like built in the early 1900s, I always ask, is this place haunted? Did someone die here? Which I do feel ridiculous for asking sometimes because I feel like people are thinking like, oh, she's like a weird witchy one or something. But no, I'm just... Those things scare me, so I would like to know. But I don't know, maybe people don't disclose it because they don't think it's a big deal until, you know, maybe the next person who lives there and then moves out tells them that weird stuff is happening in the house. Then maybe that's when they disclose of it because regardless of something happening in the past, things are happening presently when you live in this house. 
this actually happened to me, which I don't remember if I've already shared this story. I'm probably going to repeat stories from time to time because that's how my brain works. But one time I was looking at apartments with a friend in LA and we came across this one and we got a call from the property manager about viewing the apartment and then he told me full disclosure the apartment right next to you someone was recently murdered there so not in your apartment but in the neighboring apartment and they just wanted to let me know because they didn't know if I would be comfortable with that and I'm so thankful that they had told me that ahead of time because yeah that changed my mind you know regardless of how nice that apartment was just the thought of having to pass that apartment every time to get to mine, I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to not think about that. I would probably scare myself every single time I pass that place at night. Or maybe I'll feel that dark energy or maybe I'll hear knocks on the neighboring or the shared wall. And I don't want to deal with that. So I do really appreciate that property manager for letting me know. And I, yeah, I think it's something that people should do more often. But who am I to say? Who am I to judge? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's move on to the next story. And this one is a true crime one. This one is sent in by Anonymous. And this is the case of Cynthia Allinger. So Anonymous says, In 1996, when I was around four years old, my mom and I lived in an apartment complex. I vividly remember running off from her near the back, close to some really tall grass. I remember an officer stopping me as my very pregnant mother tried to catch up with me. He told me that I should not be running off from my mom. I could get lost. He then went on to hand my mom a flyer explaining that a young girl, Cynthia Allinger, had went missing during the 4th of July, asking if she's seen or heard anything. She says no and we go back home. I remember her putting the flyer with her picture on her shelf, and I went back to doing my four-year-old things. A few days later, there were a lot of emergency personnel throughout the apartment complex. They were stopping vehicles, looking inside to see if anyone had carpet in them. The young girl was found in that grassy area, wrapped in a carpet. It's awful to think about what she went through and how close she was. Since then, growing up, I never ventured off from my parents. I will never forget that day or her name. Thank you, Anonymous, for sharing your story. And that is so scary that that happened basically in your backyard. So this is the murder of Cynthia Allinger and Anonymous was gracious enough to send me a link for more information about this case. So Cynthia Allinger was a nine-year-old who was murdered by Guy Matthew Rasmussen and the children in the area called him Raz. 
He was a convicted sex offender who used to live in their neighborhood until he moved to a trailer nearby. On July 4th, Cynthia had told her mother that she was going to a nearby friend's house to play with him, but she never made it. And some of her neighbors saw that she was holding hands with him before she disappeared. Two weeks later, her body was found inside a rolled up carpet in a grassy area that was around this apartment complex. He did awful, horrible things to her, including burning her with cigarettes, and she suffered a blow to her face, which resulted in a broken jaw. Sometimes I just can't believe that this is a thing. Why do men have to do this to children? Why do they have to do this in general? Like, why does this exist in the human condition? It's just so messed up. And here's the thing about true crime, which, you know, psychologists talk a lot about, is that when you listen to a lot of true crime, it kind of makes you paranoid. It kind of makes you think that there is an abundance of serial killers out there and that you are very likely to step outside of your home and get murdered, which is not the case. And I feel like I understand that. Like, even when I read all of these cases, I don't really get scared myself. But when it comes to things like this that involve a male adult and a female child, that's what really scares me because that happens everywhere. Regardless of if someone gets murdered or kidnapped, it happens everywhere. And every time I read these stories and I think about potentially having like a daughter when I'm older or in a few years, it scares the hell out of me. Like, how do you not read these stories and just... Be so afraid of every single man that your child encounters. And just the way that Anonymous is telling the story, you can absolutely tell that she remembers this day like it was yesterday. And I get it. Things like this, how does it not just get stuck in your head forever? Well, thank you Anonymous for sharing your story because I think that this is a good PSA to keep your kids close and also sometimes it might be okay to scare the hell out of your kids if it means that they're not going to run off and potentially talk to a stranger. Now let's read a more lighthearted story because that was a lot. That was definitely a lot. So this next story is also sent in by Anonymous and it's called My Little Pumpkin. Anonymous says, I thought this story should be shared with someone and I haven't spoken about this story for years. This all started when I was 10 years old. My great-grandfather had passed away when I was two, so I don't remember him at all. I hadn't seen many pictures of him, but was told by my family I was a lot like him. The night before my 10th birthday, I was just about to fall asleep when I had a gut feeling to go downstairs to the kitchen. As I walked down the stairs, I heard someone humming a song in the kitchen. I entered the kitchen to see an old man walking around. As I entered the kitchen, he looked up and smiled at me asking me to sit with him and chat. I sat down and he asked me lots of questions while I answered them. But suddenly he said, tell my little pumpkin I miss her and she is doing a great job. He then got up and walked out the back door. The moment he disappeared, my mom walked into the kitchen and asked what I was doing. I answered that I had seen an old man in the kitchen and that he told me to tell his little pumpkin that he missed her and she was doing a great job. Once I had said that, my mom started to cry and took me to a picture on the mantelpiece and asked if that was the man who I was talking about. It turned out that the old man was my great-grandfather and the only person he called his little pumpkin was my mother. 
That is such a cute story. Thank you so much for sending that in, Anonymous. That was a great palate cleanser. I love the idea that our loved ones are still here with us even after they pass. And this is what I'm really curious about as I like dive more into the paranormal stuff. I know some of our loved ones are still around us, but they seem like spirits who would have crossed over because they were, you know, not a bad person. Yet they're still with us. So it makes me wonder like, do our souls or spirits split? Or maybe spirits are different than souls? I guess that makes sense to me. Like our consciousness that still remembers our lives, our past lives, is still here. But our souls can technically move on because souls different from consciousness. These are the things I think about <laughs> that just like rack my brain. But regardless, I love these stories. And honestly, I really hope that when I have a child, that my child says something like this. That my child is talking to a deceased relative because one, how freaking cool is that? And two, it just makes you feel so connected to the world even more. So thank you again, Anonymous, for sharing your story. Now this next story is sent in by Emma and this is the old lady. Emma says, when I was little, around four or five, my grandmother lived in this complex. I would visit a lot around that age and when I would go there, there was this lady. She was really old looking and had deep wrinkles. She was wearing a white nightgown with flowers at the bottom, yellow ones. Her hair was thinning and barely enough left. I never told my grandma that I saw her, but one day I accidentally did. I was sitting on her couch and the old lady was standing in front of the coffee table, which was in front of the couch. She was staring at me and I distinctly said, why do you always stare at me and never talk? The old lady had this expression on her face like she was completely shocked. My grandma was in the kitchen and heard me. She said, who are you talking to, Emma? And I turned around with my knees on the couch and said to the old lady as I pointed to her. That's when I realized when my grandma's face turns pale, there was no one there. We're Mexican and my grandma had tan dark skin and for her to look like she was as white as the ghost's dress, it was scary. I turned around and sat back down. I bet all I looked like was a confused kid. But when I focused my eyes in front of me, the lady was bending over the coffee table, looking me in the eyes. And her eyes were bloodshot and wide. I sat there for probably a good five minutes until my grandma called me to come to the kitchen for a talk. I slowly get up, never breaking eye contact, and go to the kitchen. She sits me down and asks what the lady looked like and I told her. She had a sad and confused expression, but she had me drop it. Fast forward a few weeks when I go over again, she's sitting on the couch and looking through a family photo album. The old lady is there as always and she's staring at my grandma with her head tilted and with a sad face. My mom leaves and I sit next to my grandma. She's slowly flipping through the pages and I see the old lady in one of their pictures. I immediately point at it and say, I know her. My grandma shoots her head to me and says, how? She's dead. And I kept quiet. She goes on to say it was her mom who passed away a long time ago and that she wished she was still with her. I look up to the lady and she was crying with her hands to her chest and I never told my grandma about the old lady again. Years went on and my grandma moved out of the complex and I never saw the old lady again. But when my grandma died last year, I was looking at her in the casket. I looked to my right and there she is, the old lady. She was close to me and she had her hand on my grandma's hand. 
I've always seen things and people that others couldn't, but I just wish that I could have hugged her because of the loss of her daughter. That is such a sweet and sad story, and it really makes you think that spirits still have emotions after they cross. I mean, you know, I feel like that makes sense because that's why sometimes they get angry and do angry things. But just even in this moment, her grandma's mother is seeing her daughter flip through this photo album and saying that she wished her mother was still here and is being so touched by it. And it's pretty funny how she, Emma, shocked a ghost. She shocked her great-great-grandmother, I think it is. I guess ghosts don't always know who can see them. Or maybe that's why the old lady kept on staring at her because Emma would stare back but never say anything. So the lady didn't want to say anything but was probably just like staring at her until she did. It's also hilarious that she said that her grandma has tan dark skin but went white as a ghost. But again, this is just more proof to me that our loved ones are still here and they are literally here with us until our last day. Okay, the next story is going to be the last one. And I love this story. I've shared it already on TikTok, but I just want to share it again because it's been a while and some of you may have not heard it. And I think it's really cool. So this story was also sent in by Anonymous. And I feel like this is probably clear, but just in case, all of these Anonymouses are different. They are not the same person, even though I say also by Anonymous. It's just a lot of people would like to remain Anonymous, which I totally understand, but just wanted to clarify that just in case. So this is titled My Great Grandpa. Anonymous says, for a little context, these are stories my grandpa told me about his father, my great grandpa Tom. This was a long time ago. I'm not sure quite how long ago. Tom woke up my great-grandma Mary up at around 2 a.m. for what seemed like no reason. He said that he wanted to go downstairs and have a cup of coffee because they would be calling him at 2.30 a.m. to tell him his father had died. According to my grandpa, he had no reason to believe that his father would die and when they would tell him, he just knew. Then, at exactly 2.30, the phone rang and the person informed Tom that his father had dropped dead of a heart attack. This would later be the same thing that killed Tom. This story was one my grandpa experienced himself. He was going out to go sledding on a hill. He was about 14, 15. Tom told him not to go. My grandpa didn't understand why. He had done all his chores, so he just left, and Tom didn't try to stop him. Later, my grandpa fell and cut himself above his eye. He noticed it was bad, and he didn't want Tom to see. He decided to sneak into the bathroom window. He started trying to flush it with water when Tom came up and knocked on the door. He said, don't do anything. Just put pressure on it with a washcloth. We're going to the hospital. You need five stitches. This was all without even seeing my grandpa. They drove to the hospital and when the doctors put in the stitches, exactly five. My grandpa asked why Tom didn't tell him why he shouldn't go sledding. He said it didn't ever make a difference. My grandpa experiences things similar to this. His family had a history of it, but never as exact as Tom. No one ever really understood it. The gifts seemed to end with my dad, but recently I've started having strange dreams that happened in real life days after. I know it sounds weird and I agree, it's strange. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. It would make my day if you could feature it. If you only do one story, please do the first one. I think it's just so bizarre. I'm a huge fan, keep up the good work. 
Well, thank you, Anonymous, for such kind words. Tom and your family have such a cool gift. I mean, he's psychic. They're psychic. And I just think it's so neat that Tom just seemed to accept his abilities, but he didn't make it his personality, which is totally fine if you have that ability and you want to share it with the world. But I just feel like, you know, during Tom's time, it was probably a little bit taboo. He probably didn't want to be called crazy by other people, especially because he's a man. And I feel like these types of powers were always associated with women back in the day. And it's just like, yeah, it's something he accepts. And he has this understanding of it. Like when Anonymous's grandpa asked Tom why he didn't tell him he shouldn't go sledding, he said it didn't ever make a difference. It's as if no matter how you tried to stop someone, it just seems like things are set in stone. Like this is going to be your fate no matter what. Even if I tried stopping you, it is bound to happen. At the same time, I don't know. I feel like if I was going to sled down a hill, and someone who I knew was psychic told me, you probably shouldn't go, you're gonna bust an eye open and you're gonna have to go to the hospital. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. But does that also mean like the future has to balance itself out and if it didn't occur on the hill sledding, it had to occur some other time. So like he was going to trip and fall and bust his eye open anyway. So many questions about the universe that we will just never know. I hope that's an ability that never leaves your family. That's just so cool. I wish I could do that. And those are the listener stories for this episode. Now let's jump into some cookies and crime trivia. So for the cookie portion, I had a not so great um, black and white cookie. So the black and white cookie originated in the United States. But in what city? Is it A, New Orleans, B, New York City, C, Seattle, or D, San Francisco. I'll give you five seconds. And the answer is B, New York City. I feel like some of the most iconic cookies come from New York City, and it's because it's a place where a lot of immigrants immigrated to. That's where they ended up living. And with all of that cultural richness, you're bound to have some amazing inventions. So the black and white cookie is commonly traced to Glacier's Bake Shop in the Yorkville neighborhood of Manhattan, founded in 1902 by Bavarian immigrants. And by the 1950s, the cookie had become an essential part of the city's Jewish culinary identity. Also, apparently, it's not even really a cookie, it's a drop cake, which I have never really heard of, but it takes the form or shape of a cookie, so to me, it's it's a cookie. If it looks like a cookie, it's probably a cookie. Now for the next question, I know it's typically a crime trivia, but because this is listener stories, let's do a paranormal question. Now this one's gonna be a little bit hard because it's not multiple choice, because I feel like if I gave you the answer, it's probably gonna be obvious. I know when we talk about being able to see the future, we just say that someone's psychic, and that is technically what they are. But there is another word for it, maybe this is the more technical term for being able to see the future. So can you tell me what that is? I will give you five seconds. And the answer is precognition. That is the other word for the psychic phenomenon of seeing the future. And I'm reading this off Wikipedia. But it says that there is no accepted scientific evidence that precognition is a real effect. 
and that precognition violates the principle of causality, that an effect cannot occur before its cause. And I feel like in the realm of science where things are able to be studied, yeah, that makes sense, right? Like you can't have the effect before the cause. But just like a lot of other paranormal things, we just can't explain them. We don't know how to study them. We're just either not there or we will never be able to. And people will still believe. Sometimes there are just things in the world that we will not be able to explain. And I also think that's a beautiful thing. And that is it for this listener stories episode. And I just want to let you guys know that I'm having another merch sale for the new year. And this time, everything is 50% off, which is amazing. And you will also still get a free t-shirt with every single order, which if you guys don't know, the people that had made my t-shirts messed up, so they gave me these t-shirts for free. There's nothing wrong with the t-shirts. I just have additional ones now, and I would love to give them out. If you enjoy cookies and crime, make sure to subscribe and follow. Follow me on TikTok, follow me on Instagram. All of the details are in the description. Have a wonderful New Year's, and I will talk to you guys next time. Stay safe out there. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>